Churchgoers in Italy were shocked to find a lesbian nativity scene inside of their parish this weekend. A cardboard cutout of the Virgin Mary draped in pride colors. Now, could a lesbian Virgin Mary be coming to a church near you now that the Pope has approved blessings for same-sex couples? Of course, of course it could. What's wrong with you, you intolerant heathen? And welcome to Wednesday. It is the Chris Plant Show, Sans Plant. Mike Upelka in this week for my friend, trying to get to everything, although we will not do the mail. I know mailbag is usually Wednesday. Unless, of course, Michael Piercy wants to handpick some mail emails for me to answer and just make stuff up, which might be fun. We should consider that. Well, here you are just a few days before the end of the year. And what have you done? Perhaps we should be asking that of the people we elect. What have you done? Joe Biden's leaving the White House to go to the uh, Virgin Islands. Now, I, I've been told that this is a family tradition, that we shouldn't question whether or not the Biden family leaving the country after spending a, a week, uh, an extended, not, not a full week, but an extended weekend at Camp David, if, if it's appropriate for the president and his family then to just jet off on taxpayer dollars to uh, have a luxurious vacation on the beaches of the Virgin Islands. It feels like it's just out of line. After all, the Senate is working. I know, Joe's the, Joe's the president. I know. But this just seems inappropriate to me. And yes, the White House travels with the president. Yes, he can be given messages at all times. Like somebody could have just handed Joe the note with the breaking news that the state of Michigan Supreme Court has decided they are not going to take the case to put to remove Donald Trump from the ballots in that state. So Michigan said, no, we're not doing this. We're, we're not going to be part and parcel of this. Uh, it's just just let it go. Let the people choose. Isn't that a novel approach? Isn't that uh, the way the country is supposed to be? I have hope for Michigan. Just a little bit of hope, not a lot. So many things going on today. Of course, now that Joe Biden has approved, I guess kinetic military action is the correct term for responding to Iran. We know the U.S. Navy has used a, a, a warship and some fighter jets to intercept missiles and drones fired from Yemen. That means the Houthis who get their money from the Iranians, and there were 12 one-way attack drones, three anti-ship ballistic missiles, and two land attack cruise missiles that were uh, intercepted over the Red Sea. Don't we know where those came, those came from? Can't we take out the place where those uh, were launched from and turn it into something that looks like uh, the parts of Gaza right now after the Israeli response to Hamas? I think that would be good. We have yet to see what the real reaction is now that Joe Biden has ordered a response to Iran with three of our service members seriously injured in the recent attacks of the 103 attacks 
by Iran. 103. And we're trying to keep our eyes on the Red Sea, where 10% of the oil flows out of the Middle East, and uh, the Iranians want that stopped. And they want all commerce out of there stopped. So there is something going on. Uh, 17, 17 missiles and drones shot down in 10 hours over the Red Sea. And no injuries to our ships or our planes, thank God. That's the report of CENTCOM today. So I'm happy about that. We have so much to get to today. We have uh, a couple of things left over from yesterday, and one of them, one of them, I, I'm kind of happy we did not get to it. And that was a sort of bizarre but understandable interview with George Santos, the disgraced congressman, thrown out of Congress. And meanwhile, you know, you still got Senator Menendez, Senator Goldbar, still in office, you know, because he's from New Jersey. But uh, uh, and he's a Democrat. But we threw uh, George Santos out because he told lies. If that was the standard, it would be kind of an empty building over there. But uh, George Santos uh, doing an interview out in Hollywood and uh, have this very fascinating clip that I want to share with you. But we didn't get to it yesterday. And as fate would have it, uh, God delivered us an additional George Santos series of clips that will dovetail nicely into our coverage of the mayor of New York. And what appears to be a pretty, pretty consistent melting process of the mayor of New York. New York, by the way, I have the paper here. Hang on. The New York Post delivered here along with some of the other papers. I cover the New York Post today. Madman stabs teen tourists. Yes. A 36-year-old man stabbed two teenage girls yesterday inside Grand Central Station. And it, it's, um, it's a horrific scene, you can imagine. In the daytime, the Christmas stabbing, it's being called. And, and this guy, he happens to be a, a man of color, a POC, uh, also has a, a rap sheet. He has history of trouble, as they call it. Uh, comes from a uh, hate crime history uh, with this attempted murder. And these, these poor girls, they've been transported to the hospital. They're from Paraguay. And they're here uh, as, as tourists, not here as uh, illegals. But this guy stabbed him and said he wanted, to, he wanted to kill all the white people. And uh, he said, quote, I want all white people dead. But he had been released uh, a couple of times just this year. So uh, New York City, as they get ready for New Year's Eve, this happens with tourists probably in town to mark Times Square, New Year's Eve, the ball dropping, the whole thing. What a horrible, horrible way to have your vacation disrupted. But there, there's more from New York because there is considerable worry that New York City, especially Times Square, especially New Year's Eve in Times Square, might be the target for a protest or other shenanigans from the pro-Hamas group. Can you imagine? A couple hundred thousand people. Some say, you know, because it's, it's going to be unseasonably warm. 
And that usually attracts more people willing to stand outside to watch a giant electric lighted ball fall for 10 seconds. And so you wait six hours without a bathroom. And I don't ever want to have to do that in my life. I did it for work once, but we were inside covering it. And we had bathrooms because there's plumbing inside the buildings. But the people who stand outside, the word depends, becomes a noun. And it's not anything anybody wants to consider who has a brain in their head. But, you know, you do you. So we need to talk about New York City, the mayor, Times Square, George Santos is back. Uh, of course, there is, uh, there's other ridiculous news happening. Happy second day of Kwanzaa. Uh, the, uh, the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitner, apparently celebrating, and she posted a video. What is it with governors and videos? We had the Colorado governor and his bizarre Felice Navidad dance and singing yesterday. And today, Gretchen Whitmer provides today's governor of the day ridiculous clip. We'll get to that. Uh, there's an update on the, uh, the GOP race to see who's going to win that nomination. And uh, there, there, may be, there may be a dent in the hopes of people who think Nikki Haley should be Donald Trump's running mate. Because it looks like Trump's running away with this, right? Absolutely looks like it. But there apparently is a, a dent in the hopes of those who are campaigning to tell Donald Trump, well, you should take Nikki Haley. After all, she was your uh, ambassador to the U.N. Don Jr. Don Jr. has weighed in. And he has a very, very serious statement. Uh, plus, we, we also have some news out of the, the woke world. And if you've listened to me fill in for Chris in the past, you know how much I like playing with the people who are woke and uh, making fun of them because they deserve it. Uh, we also have good news out of the woke world. This happened at an airport over the weekend. A Delta Airlines employee showed everyone, every company out there, how to deal with the woke trans madness. And the clip is gold. It's absolute gold. We'll get to that. Uh, there's also some common sense that may be able to slow down the transgender surgeries, the gender-affirming care, they call it. Talk about ironic terms. Gender-affirming care. The word care should never be used in, uh, in conjunction with surgeries that take children and mutilate them. But the uh, business world and the realities of the business world may have stepped in and put a halt to or at least slowing down the trend of allegedly gender-affirming care. So we will get to that. Our neighbors to the north, Canada. Homer Simpson calls him America's hat. I call him America's favorite suburb. Uh, the leader of Canada has done something uh, I thought only, only extremely woke universities would do. And that is he has uh, now announced that as he has solved every one of Canada's problems, every single one of Canada's problems has been solved, uh, Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, is going to make sure 
there are tampons in every men's room in the country. Yes, Canada's fixed. Canada's perfect. Aside from the fact that in, in the past decade, the wait to see a doctor in Canada has gone from about six weeks to 26 weeks. So, you know, why, why bother fixing your health care system when you can put tampons in the men's rooms? Yeah, good job. Good job there, Mr. Prime Minister. And uh, for all you people planning on moving there, I guess that's meant to attract all the people after Donald Trump is reelected based on the trend line that we're seeing now. Uh, we'll also talk about the one word description of Donald Trump. There was a new poll done that shows uh, the presidential candidates, Joe Biden and Donald Trump. What's the one word you used to describe them? You might be surprised by some of the words. You might not be surprised. You're a smart group of people. I think you figured it out. Uh, plus, uh, The Simpsons. Speaking of Homer Simpson, we mentioned earlier, there is uh, some epic trolling of uh, college sports and uh, the abuses in the college communities by The Simpsons. We'll share that with you. And I have some sad news in the culinary world. The inventor of avocado toast, Bill Granger. A culinary wizard has sadly passed away at 54. Thank you for your contributions to our world, Bill Granger. You will be missed, sir. And I mean that. I'm a big fan of avocado toast. Rest in peace, Bill. Uh, join the conversation, 888-630-9625. Mike Opelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. It is the Chris Plancho on this Wednesday, the 27th of December. It's it's almost time for us to get out of here this year. But we still have a lot to do. It's Michael Pelka in for my buddy Chris Plant. Thanks for being here. We're always always hoping to hear from you at triple eight six three zero nine six two five eight 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 six three zero nine six two five. I mentioned that uh kudos to Delta Airlines and the ticket counter person who was dealing with a crazed trans activist and that's my interpretation of the trans activist crazed i don't know if they've admitted that they're crazed but there's also a a credible report that the person trying to make a scene at the ticket counter over the horrible terrible hate crime of misgendering i know irony implied uh yeah sarcasm implied uh the crime of misgendering this person has ties to dylan mulvaney i am shocked (laughs) that this this behavior is seen in public 
You know, when you allow it to be rewarded, it's just going to multiply, which is what's happened in some of these cases. But here's the deal. Two people were at the counter and uh, the gentleman behind the counter trying to do his job. He's in customer service. They're trying to get people on planes. They're trying to get people moved around the country. It's the busiest travel weekend of the year, as we were constantly told by the television last week. And uh, there, there was a miscommunication between the airline worker and the people because, you know, when people are dressing up and pretending to be something they're not biologically, it can be confusing. And if you see what appears to be a man and you call that person sir, and then you correct yourself and say uh, ma'am or whatever, you should just, as the person who's playing dress up, just say thank you for correcting yourself. But no. This all has to be turned into a problem. In the case of this Delta worker, this guy did it right. This guy handled the pronoun nonsense properly. And what about when a Delta employee misgenders I'm you so intentionally? Why she's talk, why he's talking, you're talking. You just misgendered me again. Yeah. Okay. Multiple times. Gotcha. Both of you have. Sorry. Wasn't intentional, but if you yeah. want to take it personal. That's also well, she did do it intentionally twice. You're talking to me too. You said she, and then you said he. You're being condescending, and if you want to continue, Ooh. I have Port Authority escort you out the building right this moment. If you want to play that game with me, okay. Would you like to continue three days before Christmas? I really don't mind. I'm good. I'll just put this on. So I absolutely bow to this man's calm demeanor and knowledge of the rules, because you know we've given we've given. Uh, airport employees, air, airline employees, incredible power that if someone's out of line, if someone's misbehaving, they can actually say, you're not getting on this flight because we, we determined you're going to be a problem. And this guy just played it calm and cool. He accidentally misgendered the person playing dress up and then read him the calm riot act. You're you're acting condescending to me. You could be a problem. I, can, I have the power to escort you out this building. May I remind you, it's three days before Christmas. I hope this guy gets a promotion. The video is obviously viral. If you haven't seen it, I'll tweet out a link to it. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on this Wednesday on the Chris Plant Show. Welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka sitting in for the vacationing Chris Plant on this December 27th, National Fruitcake Day. Insert stereotypical fruitcake joke here. You can use them as a heat source. They do burn. Just put one in the fireplace. It, it burns like a Yule log. Very simple, but uh, National Fruitcake Day. I'm sure that if it was all you had, you would eat it. Absolutely. It's also the uh, 22nd anniversary of China receiving uh, permanent normal trade relations with the United States. And we see what a great idea that was. As China is using all of our money to feather their nest, bolster their economy, prop up Russia and Iran. And we'll, we'll talk about that because I had a, a rather protracted conversation yesterday late afternoon with Gordon Chang, 
and I'm going to play you some excerpts from it because he has a very interesting take on where we're headed in that relationship with China and what it could mean going forward. He also has uh, some thoughts on uh, China and how they plan to take Taiwan in a way without firing shot. China's always had some unique military plans in order to get their bidding done. And in the case of uh, Taiwan, they plan on doing it without firing a shot. It's interesting. It's a, kind of an internal takeover. Can they do it? Maybe, maybe not. If we go back in history, there was a great lesson about how China had planned to overtake Russia in three days without firing a shot. Going back to, you don't want to lose anybody. And it's a real simple plan. Day one, because China had a billion people, you march 100 million people, 100 million people, think about it, to the border between Russia and China. And you step across and surrender. You're unarmed, you raise your hands and surrender. 100 million people. We think 10,000 a day at our southern border is a, a difficult task. Day two, you do the same thing. On day three, when 100 million Chinese stand on the border between Russia and China, Russia surrenders because they have no place to put 300 million POWs. And so China has a history of this kind of thinking, long-term thinking to win wars without waging wars. And we'll talk to Gordon Chang about that a little bit later. We'll get to it. And uh, if you're if you're calling in today, by the way, Jasmine is on the phones today and she's a she's a Christmas baby. So she probably got screwed on the gift giving thing. So be nice to Jasmine. Triple eight six three zero nine six two five eight 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 six three zero nine six two five. Joe Biden, as I said, on the road off to a vacation. You know, it's a family tradition. How dare you suggest we, we break a family tradition just because there are Americans being held hostage. Just because Americans are being held hostage by terrorists in the Middle East doesn't mean the Biden family shouldn't get its family tradition. I wonder if Hunter's going to be bringing the, uh, the grandchild that Joe just recognized. I wonder if a little Navy will be welcome. I bet she's not on that plane. I'm just guessing. I guess this is making up for the fact that the Biden family didn't put up stockings. Christmas stockings were not on the mantle place, not on the fireplace in uh, the White House this year. So I, I guess this might be making up. But I, I would bet, I'd bet a pretty good chunk of change that you will not be seeing a little Navy Biden getting off Air Force One with Hunter. Hmm. We'll see. But Joe signed a 5.2% pay raise that uh, will raise all federal workforce employees, the largest pay raise in more than 40 years. Now, I, I think if you've earned it, great. If you deserve a pay raise, fantastic. But this across-the-board pay raise, first proposed in his uh, fiscal budget plan last March, uh, it's a 4%, 4.7% across the board boost to basic pay plus uh, a half a percent increase in locality pay. I guess that's like if you have to work in a place that's more expensive, we're going to give you more money. 
It's the largest authorized pay raise for federal workers since the Carter administration. Gee, we have to go all the way back to the Carter administration. Uh, it's amazing to me, the federal employees, and, and how big how big that budget has become. Yesterday, we talked about the fact that the federal government, the IRS, has collected $4.9 trillion in taxes, a record. But we're also spending like drunken sailors. I go back to Rand Paul's Festivus report, which I gave you a couple of highlights from yesterday. It's important to remember in the waste report of 2023 from Rand Paul's office, fantastic document. We point out that our interest on the national debt is $659 billion a year. Just think if we could cut the national debt, maybe using Rand Paul's theory of, you know, that, that one penny. If we could cut the budget by 1%, how much money we would save in that debt and what we could do with that money. But one of the things that we, we always talk about is how important defense is and how much money we spend on defense. And I'm a big, a big believer that if you have a strong military, not a woke military, a strong military, that uh, people will think twice about messing with you. So I think that's important. However, when I see us spending money on tanks, I get nervous. I'm not talking about military tanks. I'm talking about lobster tanks. In the Rand Paul report... There is a uh, documentation of the Department of Defense purchasing a lobster tank from a restaurant equipment company in Springfield, Virginia. Battlefield tanks we need. Do we need a lobster tank? I know. It's $8,395. It's, uh, it's probably like one belt of ammunition on a fifty caliber gun on a ship. Is probably that the cost, but why? Why do we need? You can see it. You can see it. It's on USAspending.gov. The DoD paid eight thousand three hundred ninety-five dollars for a lobster tank. A lobster tank. Keep your eyes on the pennies, and the dollars will take care of themselves. Just another uh, stunning bit of information from the from the Rand Paul report. The Festivus Report, as it were. Uh, We're going to have a a John Fetterman update today. And uh, John Fetterman is one of those people who is uh, maybe the biggest surprise of 2023. Fetterman, commonly known in parts of the world where I live as the Fetter Monster, because he looks like sort of a modern-day Frankenstein's monster, especially with the hoodie and the shorts and that giant forehead. But it seems like his brain may have fixed itself, right? His brain is now saying that, that uh, we should do things like support Israel in getting rid of Hamas. He's saying that, that Robert Menendez, the senator with the cash and the gold bars sewed into his clothes, that he should be out of Congress. He should be booted out of the Senate right now. Fetterman is saying things that I find myself agreeing with, and that kind of scares me. And he even said that he thinks we should not allow Chinese companies to own land here in America. Can you imagine a a Democrat, someone who initially was identified as a, a progressive Democrat, 
a Democrat saying that we should not permit China to own property and operate businesses here in America. I completely agree with him. But I also have a kind of a, a problem with that because if the transaction was legal, can we can we just take that land back? I, I know we have we have tools within the government if you have to build a highway through a town that you can use eminent domain and take property and compensate people for it. But I just wonder if if somebody bought property and the laws allowed it at the time, it seems like it's kind of difficult to go in and pick and choose sides. Although it is China, I consider them to be an enemy. So I asked uh, Gordon Chang about this yesterday. It was one of the last things I asked him about in our lengthy conversation. And the Fetterman story caught my eye. I asked Fetterman, I asked Gordon Chang about Fetterman. Is he right on this? And if he is right, how can we do this? How, how can we take the land? Because China has, China has property all over this country, near air bases. Uh, have them out in the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma. Have it in Idaho. Have it in Texas. They've got property virtually everywhere. Maybe one of the largest land owner, owners in the country. I think that's a bad idea. I asked Gordon Chang, uh, can, can this be done? And if so, how? And uh, should I be worried that I agree with John Fetterman, you know? I think Fetterman represents a trend in American opinion that Chinese parties should not be owning U.S. farm and ranch land. And we can do it. Um, for instance, two ways. I mean, we can expropriate it, which we pay compensation. That's required under the Constitution. But if a Chinese party, and many of them are, are committing crimes on their land, we can forfeit that land. In other words, take it without compensation. Um, that has been approved by the Supreme Court in a series of cases. We know the Chinese are using their properties for illegal marijuana grows, for human trafficking operations, probably for espionage as well. So we have the right to take that property without compensation. And we should be definitely doing that because we don't need more criminals in our country. No, we have plenty of them in D.C. We actually do. Gordon Chang, you should follow him on uh, Twitter X, Gordon G. Chang on Twitter X, uh, talking about John Fetterman and how this guy got it right. It really does. It really bothers me that I I'm agreeing with Fetterman on so many things. Or maybe is this the Christmas miracle? Just possibly is this is this the case that uh, John Fetterman may have had his brain rewired after the stroke? It's possible. It's possible that this is the Christmas miracle. I'll get into the uh, the John Fetterman face-off with uh, James Carville. Fetterman doesn't want to hear from uh, Democrats who fear that Joe Biden could lose the election. This is a Politico interview. I have to make sure it's it's cleared for air because, you know, people tend to drop F-bombs these days. Wait till you hear the George Santos clip that we discovered. Michael found a little bit of brilliance. Plus, uh, this show, the Chris Plant Show, I believe was the first show to point out the genius of uh, the Monty Python group and the film Life of Brian 
30 plus years ago predicting the insanity of the trans world today. I think it was more than 30 years ago, but this program a few years ago, uh, Chris played clips from Monty Python and the life of Brian that were predictive of the current situation in, in the trans madness that is all over the place. Women who want to be men and think they can have babies when it's physically impossible. Yes! And I think, uh, I think a commentator on Fox News actually deserves uh, a finger wag and should be giving credit to the Chris Plant Show. I'll explain just around the corner. It's Mike Opelka, in from my buddy Chris Plant, right here on the Chris Plant Show. like it. Little Peace Frog. Little Doors. Michael Pelkade for Chris Plant on the Chris Plant Show. The best music on radio. Really, truly. Always digging the music on this show. Uh, before we went away, uh, we, we talked earlier in this first hour of the program today about the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, who's, who's just got to be an embarrassment on every level to right-thinking Canadians. And there are many, many good people in the Great White North who have conservative values and must shake their heads every time he declares that our nation will have tampons in every men's room. Yes, of course, that's a good use of, a good use of taxpayer money is to make sure that the men's rooms have tampons because that microscopic number of men who are pretending to be women could be using those rooms. It's, it's comedy. And last night, uh, Gutfeld's program, which I find to be uh, very entertaining, Greg Gutfeld's program, had, um, had its, its crew on without Greg Gutfeld. I think it's holiday time, you know. Hey, I'm the example here, filling in for Chris. Uh, but they had a um, political science professor from a community college named uh, Nicholas Giordano was on. And he referenced in the discussion about uh, the tampons in the men's bathrooms, he referenced what I said earlier, uh, that the Monty Python 30 years ago predicted all this. And, and I think he should have referenced the Chris Plant show because I'm betting he heard it here. Python did a skit, The Life of Brian, over 40 years ago, where Brian wanted to be a woman, and it was based on satire. Today, that would be a documentary. That's how <laughs> insane things have become. Well, first, Professor, it wasn't a skit. It was an entire movie, and it was a scene in the movie, and it wasn't Brian who wanted to be a woman. I think we actually have the clip. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. Well, why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to gestate? You're going to keep it in a box? Just a, a brilliant bit of comedy that ended up being... In a uh, Nostradamus-like fashion, predictive of where we are today with men who actually think they can have babies, biological men. So, um, Professor, get it right, sir, and maybe you credit the show here. But uh, while we're on the topic of Monty Python, John Cleese 
one of the founding members of Monty Python, one of the surviving members of Monty Python, still very active on social media, on Twitter X, lit a firestorm yesterday when he posted a a um, crazy, well, it turned out to be an attempted comedy. Uh, the headline reads, five ways that Hitler was preferable to Trump. One, he fought for his country. Two, he never used a teleprompter. Three, he was nice to dogs. Four, he wrote his own books. Five, he never played golf. And six, he wasn't a big fat slob. Now, once you get past number one, you realize, oh, he's having fun here. And then he went on to say five ways Trump is preferable to Hitler. One, he doesn't practice genocide. Two, he has nicer hair. And then three empty numbers below it. People lost their minds. And some of the comments are actually very funny because people were so mad they couldn't stop themselves from posting angry reactions without saying, hey, um, this, this might be comedy. Think about who it came from. It's John Cleese, a guy who, who frequently uses hyperbole in comedy to point out the exaggeration that people are always calling Donald Trump Hitler. And maybe that was Cleese just saying, hey, let's, let's call them out over this. And it truly was. That's exactly what it was. Cleese, I'm sure, was reading the comments himself and having fun because, as I said, they were pretty darn hilarious. He wrote a little bit later that uh, he probably shouldn't have tried to make a joke on Boxing Day. But in case you're interested, if you follow John Cleese, you should read the comments afterwards. Some people got it. Some people didn't. Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.